Welcome to the Do Life and a Body You Love podcast. I'm Nikki O'Day, and we are going to talk about any and every topic that will get you showing up bigger and bolder in your life. Weight loss, relationships, mindset, it's all on the table. It may not come out real PC, but if you're sick of motivational rah-rah talks that don't lead to any real change in your life, then you're in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. What's up, do life in a body you love chicks? We are going to chat about sleep by request. I was asked to talk about if sleep affects weight and if so, how, and it absolutely does. And I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but it might've been um, in more general health terms. And I was giving you some tips and tricks to like increase your sleep, but let's talk specifically about how it impacts your weight, because it certainly does, as well as your overall health, of course. And there's a ton and ton and ton of studies out there about how sleep impacts our health. And so we used to always just be like, whatever, I'll sleep when I'm dead, right? And it's like, just work hard and and get up early. And like, if you're not getting up at four o'clock to go grind out some vigorous workout, then you're not doing fitness right. And now we're like, no, sleep as much as you possibly can. Take naps, (laughs) sleep in. And I'm not saying don't work out. That's not the moral of the story. Um, But we know that like sleep is extremely crucial to our health. And so if you're somebody who's having a hard time sleeping, please don't listen to this and be like, great, I'm doomed. I can't sleep. I'm going through menopause and I haven't slept in years. No, there's things that you can do to improve your sleep, but I want to bring awareness to why it's so important because for a lot of us, we could improve our sleep if we valued doing so. And so if you have a hard time sleeping, like you truly have sleep issues, I don't want to like freak you out by highlighting how important it is, but I want to bring awareness to those of us who are like, well, I know I should go to bed, but also I'm in the middle of binge watching suits on Netflix. And so I'll consider getting more sleep, you know, after I've went through these eight seasons or whatever it is. So first of all, there's a lot of physiological things that happen when we don't get enough sleep, but I want to highlight what happens to us mentally, because I think personally for me, this always had like the biggest impact. And it's that we have poor impulse control when we're tired. Think about it. Like if you're exhausted what do you do? You seek foods that you think are going to give you a mental boost quickly. So we're over caffeinating. We're going for sugary things. Uh, and we're just constantly seeking energy, but then also like, we don't really care about the future when we're exhausted. We're not thinking, well, I better say no to this donut because I'm trying to lose weight and I'm trying to get my triglycerides in check. No, we're like, I'm exhausted. I slept for three hours last night and I want a donut. So I'm going to freaking eat it, (laughs) right? And so like when I work night shift, my impulse control was trash. I could have like, I could be so on point. And then at like 3 a.m., all of a sudden I was like a drunk person. Like not even with all the things I was shoving in my face, but also just the things that I would say. It was like my filter was gone. It was completely broke. You guys know I don't have much of a filter anyways, uh, but the little amount of a filter that I did have gone. And if I wanted something, I was just going to eat it. No impulse control. Have you ever experienced that where you're like, you are just having, you're tired and you, so you're just like, whatever, I just do what I want today. I'm exhausted. Tomorrow will worry about itself. It's kind of almost like when you're super stressed out, you have a hard time controlling your impulses because tomorrow doesn't matter. 
I'm just trying to survive today. Well, that's also how we are when we're tired. But now you actually probably do seek more junky foods when you're tired and sleep derived because your body also has a harder time regulating your blood sugar. So they've done studies and I don't even remember the exact quotes and numbers and blah, blah, blah. You'll have to go look them up. But essentially like your glucose regulation goes down the toilet from just like one bad week of sleep. So they'll take people who are like not diabetics and you watch their glucose regulation go in the toilet after just like a few days a week of poor sleep. And so like, think about that. Like how many of us are walking around on a regular basis all the time with poor sleep just because we don't prioritize it or our schedules are weird or our husband snores and refuses to go get a CPAP. That's a whole nother story. Holler at your girl. <laughs> if you have a snoring husband and you want to know what you can do about that, we can talk about that. Um, but whatever the reason that you're not sleeping, if you're not able to regulate your blood sugar, your blood sugar is all over the place. You're not processing the food that you're bringing into your body appropriately. You're going to have more cravings. Like it's this whole cascade of like badness. You're also more stressed out. So yes, cortisol is going to be higher and all of these things. And so, yeah, all of that equals a harder time losing weight. What do we need to lose weight? We need good glucose regulation, which by the way, if you're diabetic and you're listening to this, you don't think, oh, I can't lose weight. Yes, you absolutely can. <laughs> We're going to eat in ways that stabilize your blood sugar to the best of your body's abilities. Okay. But whether you're diabetic or not, we don't want to be putting our body in a state where we're not regulating our blood sugar well. We don't want our sugars all over the place. We don't want to be having crazy cravings, which being sleep deprived makes your cravings worse. We need discipline, not an I don't give a crap attitude because we're so exhausted. And so for sure, sleep affects your weight. I don't care if anybody tells you that it doesn't. I don't care if anybody tells you it's just all about your calories in and your calories out. Yes, at a baseline level, but uh, if you can't adhere to eating healthy because you're exhausted, good luck hitting the calories you're trying to hit. I mean, like this all goes together. So when people say that, I'm like, that is just nonsense. So let's talk about what we can do about our sleep. Well, number one is just being aware that you need it. Like when you're paying attention to these things, you're naturally going to start changing your own behavior for the better if you focus on this. So if you know that your sleep could use some dialing in and you're probably not doing yourself any favors with whatever your lifestyle looks like, then just being aware, like make it a focus for a week or two weeks, or maybe this is what you focus on for the month. So if you're listening to this while when this is going live, we're just starting October. Maybe it's your focus for the, from now to the end of the year, like dialing in your sleep. That might be like a fun little challenge for yourself. And you can kind of like journal every day. Like, how did I do? How did I sleep? Because we don't just want numbers in bed, like hours spent in bed. We also want quality of sleep to go up. And so there's a million things that you can do for this. And some of them are quick fixes, like just bringing awareness. If you have poor habits, you just fall asleep on the couch because you feel like watching TV. That's something we can change right away. I know some women who are trying religiously to get better sleep and it's not working because of hormones or restless leg or like whatever the case. When it's a hormonal thing, I'll tell you, getting your body in balance 
through other measures that aren't even necessarily focusing on sleep ends up helping sleep. So classically around eight to 12 weeks, I would say, which sounds like a really long time, right? Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not. I mean, if your sleep has been poor for two years because of your hormones in eight to 12 weeks of you taking really good care of your body, just automatically starts to balance it out. Heck, I'd take that, right? And so usually around that time of like, eating good and moving good and we're managing stress and we're doing all of those things. We're not even necessarily focused on sleep, but women will re- blah, 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 blah. women will report to me like, oh, I'm like sleeping so much better also. Like I wake up and I feel rested. So if you're spending seven to eight hours in bed, how do you know if your quality of sleep is good? You wake up and you feel rested. So some of you just have a like hit the snooze button habit. And that might be what it is as a habit. But like, if you wake up and you're like, just feeling like so exhausted, then even if you're spending a long time in bed, the quality of the sleep might not be great. You might be super restless, not getting enough deep sleep, not getting enough REM sleep, like whatever. And so you may still want to pay attention to it. Even if you're like, yeah, but Nikki, I go to bed at like nine o'clock at night and I don't wake up until like seven in the morning and you're getting like so many hours of sleep and you still feel like trash. It's probably sleep quality. But number one, bringing awareness to the fact that you need to do it. Give yourself a bedtime. I know we don't like that, but like going to bed at the same time all the time is really crucial. And if you're trying to set a sleep time for yourself, so if your sleep is just all over the place and you want to regulate that, it's actually your wake up time that will reset your circadian rhythm the fastest. So if you decide I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. every day, or I'm going to wake up at 7 a.m. every day or whatever. Stick to that, like even on the weekends, sorry, until your sleep is regulated. But then you also don't want to throw off your bedtime too much. So if you have to go to bed at 10 p.m. on a weekday, don't stay up until like 2 a.m. on the weekend. I mean, sometimes you're going to do it and it's fine. And it's like, it's an occasion. There was a reason you were out with friends, you were on vacation, like something fun, but try to avoid doing it just because you can, because it's the weekend, because it's, it is going to throw off your sleep. So keeping the same ish time frame, having your room completely blacked out, like any little bit of light can be interrupting your body's natural melatonin production. And so we don't want that, right? So have your room totally blacked out, having your room cool, like our body temperature drops when we sleep. And if you can facilitate that a little bit, that can help doing things that are relaxing before bed instead of things that are stressful. So you want to avoid paying the bills, checking work emails, fighting with your husband, all those, not like anybody ever like picks a time to do that. But listen, if you're going to pick a fight, do it at like noon, not 11 p.m. (laughs) Um, What else might be stressful? Oh, watching shows that stimulate you. So we all think that TV relaxes us and it actually doesn't. Most of the time. So we think it's relaxing us because it lets us check out mentally. And that in and of itself feels relaxing. If I'm focused on the plot of the story, I feel like I'm relaxing, but it's actually stimulating my brain if I'm really engrossed in the plot. Or if it's a stressful show, like a thriller or something scary, but really it can be anything that you're just like super, super interested in. So like the best before bedtime TV is something where 
you can be at least semi-interested in it, but not that it's got such great cliffhangers that you're like, oh, I thought I was going to go to bed. Halfway through this episode, I totally thought I was going to go to bed. And then the cliffhanger at the end, there's no way I have to see what happens next. I am that person where I'm like, oh, I have to see what happens next. And it can like totally trap me in it. So I have to treat myself like a child and be like, no, you're going to watch this many episodes because that's going to take you to this time at night. And then you need to go to bed so that I don't just like stay up and want to watch things, right? So things that are better to relax you instead of television would be taking a bath, reading a book. Um, maybe you're doing some like journaling, like, I don't know, or watch something that's like sort of boring um, while you like knit or like do whatever you want to do. But like games that like really get you sucked in mentally those aren't great before bed. If it's a game where like you can play it for a little bit and then it makes you bored and you can just put it down, like those are like the ideal activities before bed. You want to start kind of like dimming the lights in your house, not having every freaking light in the house on all night long. And then at 11 o'clock at night being like, okay, I got to go to sleep now. <laughs> um, what else? There's a million different like supplements that we could jump down that rabbit hole and talk about which ones are good, which ones are bad, blah, blah, blah. I'm not even going to address all of that on this episode. Um, but generally the things that you do to take care of your body during the day to lose weight are also the things that are going to help with your sleep. So moving your body more throughout the day is going to help you sleep. Although vigorous exercise right before bed can stimulate you because you do release stress hormones in a good way. Okay. And endorphins and things like that when you're working out. And so you don't want to necessarily do that, but like you can go for a walk or something, but don't be like jumping around in boxes and vomiting at 8 PM and then try to go to bed at like 9 PM. That's not going to work. Um, eating good, healthy food throughout the day. If your body is better nourished and you don't have nutritional deficiencies, you're going to sleep better, not going to sleep super stuffed. You, you really don't want your body processing food while you're trying to sleep. Again, that's going to keep your body temperature up. Like you, you want everything to be able to shut down, but you don't want to go to bed starving either. So if you're like, I'm trying not to eat past 4 PM and you stay up till 11, you're probably really, really hungry. And that's not going to be fantastic for your sleep. So just the same things that we always do to lose weight, you guys eating good, moving your body, managing your stress. These are all the things that are also going to help you sleep. And yes, if you sleep better and you sleep more, you are going to have an easier time losing weight. Everything affects everything, right? It's all connected. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it with some friends, go leave a review, all those kinds of fun things. And if you have questions about this, post it up in the Simplified Fat Loss group. Oh, and when this episode drops, we are still going to have our Simplified Fat Loss giveaway happening. So if you haven't been paying attention in there, go take a peek at what we have going on. We're giving away, if you're watching this live at the beginning of October, um, if you're catching the replay, sorry, or if you're listening to this months later, sorry, you already missed it. But if you're listening to this and it's the beginning of October, get in that group. We're giving away like $1,400 worth of stuff. It's so amazing how you enter to win is so super simple. So go check that out. But anyways, if you have questions about sleep, how to get better sleep or anything like that, go ahead and post it up in the group. Happy to continue this conversation and I will see you chicks next week. Bye.
Thanks for tuning in. It is my mission to give women back the confidence that they need to show up bigger in their lives. Right now, the world more than ever needs women who are on fire and living their purpose. If you want to join me in this mission, there's a few things you can do. One, you can share this podcast with the women in your circle. Two, you can join me in my Facebook group, Simplified Fat Loss, or you can subscribe to my newsletter at NikkiOday.com. 